Welcome to Become. I'm your host, Courtney Koenig. Y'all, I have a beef with the personal development space and you might not like it. And you might be thinking, wait, isn't she in the personal development space? And yes, I am. The personal development space is not personal. We don't need cookie cutter approaches to self mastery and embracing our power. There should not be a one size fits all approach and it drives me crazy. Each of us has gifts that we were born with. We can use those gifts to access more peace and power. Each of us have our own set of sabotaging thoughts that push away peace and power. Each of us have a way, our own way to master our thoughts and behaviors. Now I have a beautiful masterclass coming up that's diving in all of this and to how we can have peace and power with velocity in our businesses. Make sure you grab it in the show notes and register. That is the only way to gain access to this secret podcast private event that only you'll be able to register for and then you can get access to. So see you in the masterclass. Welcome to Become. I'm Courtney Koenig, igniting you to become a powerful, profitable, purposeful boss of your business and really of your life and utilizing your human design gifts, these gifts that you were born with in order to reach your goals with that velocity, without having to hustle more, without having to work more, without having to have more stress, all doing it with ease and joy, which is how we should be living life and running our businesses. I'm super excited to be having our guest, Denise. She is a former educator with a master's in English literature and writing turned multi six-figure business coach, helping other soul-led entrepreneurs uh, scale their businesses peacefully and profitably, which is so why we get along. <laughs> she is wildly passionate about helping them to build real wealth and create legacies with their gifts while living a lifestyle that makes them feel wildly fulfilled. She is the host of the Uncensored podcast, Marketing Messages and Sales, which I absolutely love. Denise, thank you for being on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited for today. And, you know, um, I love podcasting. It's one of my favorite forms of being of service and just connecting with people. So yeah, thank you so much for having me. Oh, I'm so, I'm so excited that we connected. And um, I love that um, you're all about peace and power too, you know, and really harnessing those things. It's, it's so important. So, um, so Denise, before we jump into your beautiful chart, which I'm super excited to share the gifts that you were born with and, and, um, I wanted to know, like, do you have a favorite book or show that you've been into lately? Uh, I have a favorite book that's been like just a favorite book of mine for a really long time. Um, so my background is I was an educator in New York for 17 years before I taught at the high school level as well as the university level. And so um, I taught high school English and writing. And um, one of the books that I taught for many years, because it was one of my favorite books, is One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest by Ken Kesey. And a lot of people know it from the movie with Jack Nicholson in it, but the book is far better than the movie as is usually is, is usual the case. Um, so I just love it. I think it's a really poignant book even right now. Um, so I always recommend people to go read it. It's definitely a thinker. It makes you makes you think. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's one of my favorite books of all time. Uh, another book that I'll cycle through a lot. I recommend to everyone at least read once is The Alchemist. 
by Paulo Coelho. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've ever read it, but that's a really great book. And I think it's a great book for business owners too, who are really trying or, or anyone really, I think your audience would probably really benefit from it. Cause it's really about, you know, searching for your gift and you know, what's the thing that is like meant for you. And it's a really beautiful, um, story. It's a quick read too. Uh, as oh. far as shows, I don't watch a whole lot of TV. Um, we actually had, we had gotten rid of cable for like six or seven years. I, yeah, I don't even know how we did that. We did it all during like the shutdown too. We had like, no cable. I think we just had like Netflix. Uh, and I think that was pretty much it. We had no regular TV. So uh, a good old show that I love that like, if I catch it, and I used to love all the time was that 70s show. I love like 70s music, 70s style clothing. Uh, and that show just to me is hilarious though. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a good one. Those are all good suggestions. I love the books and the shows. That's awesome. Um, do you also, do you have a favorite place you love to travel to? Or maybe where you live is where you love. I, I do love where I live. I feel like I'm really lucky. I live in New Jersey now, but I live right in the middle of, uh, between Manhattan and Philly. So I feel like the part of Jersey I'm in, I'm sandwiched right in between two great cities and another hour going North past, uh, New York city is the mountains. So we get, I get hiking. So I love going to upstate New York. It's absolutely beautiful. So there's some really cool towns like Phoenicia, Hunter and like Woodstock is up there as well. Mm -hmm. So I love going up there to me, give me like a small little cabin with no neighbors and a wood, a wood burning stove. And I'm really happy. So that's like one of my favorite. I'm actually going there this weekend. My girlfriend built the house there and we're doing like a girl's getaway. So I'm really excited to be going oh there. Oh my goodness. That sounds amazing. Oh, and just being out in nature and it's so gorgeous up there with all the trees and stuff like that and fall. Oh, breathtaking. Oh and the air really does feel cleaner when you breathe in like that cold, fresh air in upstate New York. It's just beautiful. Oh, it's just so fulfilling, the energy of all that. I love that. Um, well, I am so excited to dive into your human design chart. It's so beautiful. And there's so many great layers of the gifts that you were born with. And we're just going to get your thoughts on it and, and see um, as we go through this. But I always start with your type. Um, and whenever anybody's like, um, realigning with their gifts or their, or there's something off in their life, they're feeling a lot of stress and anxiety. I'm like, let's look at your, um, type and see, are you aligning with that? So I was just having some clients on before this, and we we're talking about that alignment of with their type and, and how that really gives them this, um, peaceful feeling, but also this like, um, velocity because they're doing things that's in alignment and alignment means we go faster, you know, with the less resistance. So um, you're a generator. And so you have this innate, beautiful gift of this go, go, go energy. So you're almost like this energizer bunny, right? You can, you can get up, you can do things all day, and you can go to sleep and then you get up again and do, 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 you know, do all these things. And it's actually really magical to watch in motion, you getting so much done so quickly. Um, you also have this gift of wanting everything to be better and better and better. And you can actually see and feel how that can be. So it's almost like this, like driving force within you of like, we got to get this better. I can see these little holes in this. And so I want to make it better, you know, and then you just um, enact your beautiful energy and just keep going and going, refining, reevaluating, 
um, seen it. It's almost kind of this like perfectionism mentality, but we really want to like, you know, when um, doing things better is really good, but being a perfectionist is not good, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So, um, so, and you also have this beautiful gift of cheering those around you and inspiring them as you hit your goals, as you um, have this ability to um, inspire others to climb mountains, to like um, move um, towards their goals as well, because they're seeing you in motion going towards your goals, right? Achieving your things. And they're like, oh, that's so inspiring, Denise, you know? Um, So now at the same point too, uh, with a generator, it's really counterintuitive to kind of rest and renew, you know? Um, it's like, you're always in motion, you know, you're always going, going, doing, doing, doing type of things. And so I really, um, with generators, I'm like, what is, um, it's not about like, well, sometimes it is about sleeping more. Cause sometimes, um, generators are like, oh, sleep is overrated, you know, <laughs> but it's really scheduling in like an activity that you really like to do a hobby that you'd like to do. That's just for you, you know? Um, so I'd love to hear, has that been a challenge in your career to like schedule that for you time or to have Um, it? I think in the past it has, it has Mm -hmm. been, um, I used to work, like I said, I was a, I I worked full time as a teacher. I was an adjunct professor and I had my own business for many years. So resting was really almost like not an option because any downtime I had, which wasn't much, was I had three kids to make sure, you know, I'm wearing the mom hat, the wife hat, the business owner hat, you know, the the ski hat. So I really did struggle with like relaxing. So I would feel like when I resigned from teaching to be full-time in my business yes. and I all of a sudden had all this time, I would feel a little anxious around like not having something to do. Um, and I really had to reframe how my relationship was with rest and with time and learn how to learn. It sounds so silly, but learn how to rest and allow the feelings of like anxiety or the urge to want to go find something to do. Because in the past I would do that. Like if I had nothing to do, I would create an activity for myself to keep busy, not because I wanted to, but because it almost felt so unfamiliar to just rest and relax. And I learned that I actually had to like retrain myself to do that. And so five minutes laying on the couch would feel like an eternity, but I would like force myself to do it. And like, I had to almost create a lot of safety in resting. It sounds so silly. And And the funny thing is, it's my background in um, my initial business that, you know, when I uh, was teaching, I, I started doing yoga and I found like holistic wellness. So I've studied Ayurveda for like five years. I've taught, I've taught yoga for, for 12 or 13 years. I have a lot of holistic practices in my background and we're all about like rest and recovery. And, um, but it was funny, like I had trouble like applying that to myself, but it's something that I was able to learn. And now I feel like I can rest and relax and like, I can really separate like work time is work time and rest time is rest time. So. Yeah. Well, and it brings up such a good, um, detail that with a generator, they feel like if they're not doing something, they're, they're missing out or they're not doing enough. Do you know? So it almost is like that time becomes, um, taken up 
by something that's not important, you know? And, um, and so it's just filling things and doing things for the sake of doing things, which is never really like a great business practice, right? Because once we say yes to one thing, we're going to say no to something that maybe we want to say yes to and leaving space, I think is really hard on the entrepreneur journey. And does, is that something like, um, cause you talk about teaching your clients to build peacefully as well as profitability. Do you talk about that? Like leaving that space for right. the thing? For sure, because I feel like we attract, I mean, I don't know if you find this true in your business, but like we attract like clients who are our mirror, right? So of course I attract a lot of high achievers, women that, you know, are very good at setting a goal and then creating a plan and going after it and filling every minute of their day in attempt to like achieve their goal. So for a lot of my clients, it was very similar, like an unlearning of, you know, that high achiever mentality. And I guess maybe I'm attracting a lot of generators is really what I should say. I don't know. I don't look at everybody's chart, but, uh, you know, yeah. Like I think I, I attracted a lot of women who were really good at what they did, but they couldn't like switch it off. And a lot of them would say, and this might speak to a lot of like, maybe your generator people, um, like even when you're sitting on the couch relaxing and you're like watching Netflix with your family, like your brain is still actively working somewhere else. So your body could be somewhere, but your brain is still going. Um, and so for a lot of my clients, it was really teaching them how to scale peacefully and, and still profitably because I think, and I think this is true, just conditioning in general, like people think that you have to work 80 hours a week in order to be profitable. And a lot of times it's just so counterintuitive. You won't want to scale subconsciously if you think you have to give like so much more and sacrifice your well being in order to do it. Yes. And then, yeah, that sacrifice of ourselves, you know, is not necessary. And the more that we can um, regain peace and actually be a keeper of it, the more that we're going to have creativity in our businesses, which, uh, you know, fuels lots of things. And um, we're, we're going to make decisions better. We're going to have a lot more empathy for ourselves. There's so many activations of these wise sage powers that we're going to have when we create, allow um, ourselves to scale peacefully. I think that is so beautiful. Um, one other parts of your chart that really spoke to me is you have a lot of open centers now, uh, as a, um, so open centers, just want to make sure we're all on the same page is when you're looking, when you pull it from my site, you're going to see centers in white and you have two defined centers and they're colored in green and defined means you always have those gifts all the time. And undefined, what that means is you have connection and influence. So this is what I love about undefined centers, because when I was first learning about my human design, I, I have two um, defined centers. I'm a projector. And I was like, oh, man, I must not have a lot of gifts, you know, but but I love open centers because what they give us, again, is this connection to other people and this ability to be influenced but influence is actually good because it gives us this um this ability to feel what the conversation is being said or what's happening um this influence of inspiration of ideas right we're all working with what we got and that's what human design kind of helps us to work with what we got um so you have um you're influenced by your ideas 
and inspiration. You're influenced by your speaking. You're influenced by the direction that you go in. I'm just going down the centers and their gifts. Uh, you're also, your willpower is influenced. Your emotions are influenced and your drive is influenced. Now, what that does for you as a coach, <clears throat> that gives you a lot of um, ability to, um, to curate those gifts by, um, you know, putting on a great playlist, going to a coffee shop to work, surrounding yourself by people who have a really high vibe, you know? Um, and then what it does on the connection side is it connects you to your audience. It connects you to your clients. You can feel their emotions without them having to speak at all. You know, you can, um, feel what their ideas and their inspiration as well. So you're curating a conversation with a lot of information coming at you energetically. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, I think that um, that was what I had gathered from like the little bit of like reading up I did was like your defined centers or things that you are like, this is just, it's your gift. It's like the thing that you can trust as always being who you are, but those open centers, you have uh, like you're, you're open to, to the influence piece, which like the connection piece I get hundred yeah. percent. I was like, yeah, like I can connect to people. Like I really, I, as when I was teaching high school, like I understood, like, it's kind of like, I didn't have to speak too much to my students. Like I just really understood them at a deeper level and had really great connections with my students where, uh, and I, I worked the first half of my career, I worked with some really tough, a tough group of uh, just in a top school. And I was one of those teachers that like people were like, how, how are, do these kids respect you? <laughs> like they like love <laughs> you. Um, and I just was like connecting with them on a much deeper level. And that mm -hmm. followed into my business. Like a lot of my clients renew with me. We have really, you know, great relationships, but the influential piece, I didn't realize how much was at play that I could be really influenced by other people's thoughts and ideas. And in earlier in my business, I think I was really allowing a lot of what I was hearing about how to grow your business and how to do this. And like, it just felt very overwhelming because there was all these different ways. And I was like, which one's the right way? And um, so I was, I'm able to kind of like see that piece of it. And I, I've, I think I have to be really mindful of like what's actually mine and what's other people's. Yes. No, Denise, that's such a good point because it's almost like putting on these blinders, right? Like we're not, you get to decide what your boundaries and blinders are for what's coming into your um, body and soul and what you choose to say yes to and what you choose to say no to, you know, and you can use your sacral to kind of back that up as you make decisions, which is how you make your decisions best is filing that gut response to it, right? So you're feeling like this influence when you can say yes or no to that, you know? And there's no right or wrong because it's whatever you're feeling. I think that's what, with entrepreneurship, people are like, am I doing this right? Or is this the right way? There's like no right or wrong. It's just what you feel like doing, you know? And that permission to be like, no, this is what I'm going to do. Yeah, and I think a lot of people struggle with that. Uh, maybe it's a matter of their their design and like the, all the intricacies that are happening in their chart. But also, I think you know we—if you weren't born into an entrepreneurial family, 
very much the rest of our, you know, existence has been, here's how you get the degree. Here's how you get the gold star. Here's how you get the promotion. And there's like a blueprint, if you will. And then you come into entrepreneurship and it's like, there are good business foundational practices and, mm -hmm. and there's like, you have to market your business, how you market your business though. Like that's where I think like the alignment piece really has to come into play. Um, yes, you should create, you know, some type of content for people to understand who you are and what you're about, what you say and how you say it though, mm -hmm. it's largely dependent upon like what actually feels good to you. And I think some people struggle with that in entrepreneurship. What do you mean? Um, what feels good to me. And it's like, yes. yeah, well, try doing whatever people tell you to do. And if it doesn't feel good, see if that works. And even if it, it, it can work, but like, what's at stake, <laughs> you know, um, mm -hmm. I find that to be really exhausting. Yeah. And it is this like a message that uh, almost in a way of like, I'm trying trusting other people more than I'm trusting myself. And that is such a demeaning message that we can give to ourselves is, oh, other people know, have figured it out. They know what to do. I, I should just pay attention or just go along with it, you know, but really curating like how um, that trust in ourselves, you know, like when you follow your gut reaction, you're building trust in yourself. You're building this huge um, capabilities and these, this new way of being because you said yes to yourself. Yeah. And I think with like, so, you know, solopreneurship in particular, um, if you hire a, a business coach or any kind of coach, um, like really their role is to make invitations to you, like yes. saying like, here's, here's, you know, here is a strategy that you can test. Does this seem like something you'd want it? How might this apply to your business? Right. Versus like, this is the process. This is how we do it in my program. Or, um, and so if you come into my program, this is how you're going to have to do it. Um, and there's like no room for someone to really speak what they're learning and make it theirs. So I can see why like that, you know, a lot of people might say, yeah, I'll just join this program. Cause if they're being told, mm -hmm. You do, you, you follow this process, you'll get the result. Um, you know, it's like, it's kind of like, it's what our ego wants, right? Like our ego is like, yes. oh yeah, like I don't want to do a bunch of things and then not, I'm not sure if I'm going to get the result. Right. Yeah. So I think that's a really good point, right? Like that, that's, you know, it's bad because unfortunately you have a lot of people building businesses that they don't really love at the end of the day. Yes. <laughs> and yeah, that's like soul crushing instead of like soul yeah. driven, you know? Yeah. Right, right. And, and they have to like come to you and, and learn all about alignment. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I love that. Oh my goodness. Well, another part of your chart that really spoke to me is your profile and your profile is um, kind of layers of your personality. It's made up of two numbers and you are a six, three. Now I'm a six, three as well. So I really love this. And, um, the mantra for a six, three is my enthusiasm creates a magical life. So you are creating a magical life and you're doing this through your, you're a wise sage. So you're kind of have this innate wisdom. You're wise to life. You can look inside of yourself and find those answers and others are meant to see you as a role model. Um, and they're, they're there to look for guidance of, of how your leadership and your um, mentoring is really a vital part of that wise sage that you impart that not only to yourself, but to others. 
Now this three is this experimenter and you like to experiment and see what works and what doesn't, you know, there's no, like, um, we can kind of drop the perfectionism, you know, that a lot of times we have and just be like, Hey, I'm just experimenting. I'm going to see if this works. Do I like this? Do you, you know, what do I need to refine about this? But there's no judgment in the outcome, right? Cause it's a process of experimenting, um, and kind of playing around with the messiness of, of business and of life and whatever application we're in there, you know, just jumping in with both feet and trying things out. You know, I tell my clients all the time, I'm like, what have you played with this, you know, strategy or this like, um, way of poking holes at this emotion, you know, um, what would that look like? And it gives us permission to be able to actually like be creative to think about processes and, and what we don't like or what we do like, you know, that type of thing. So love to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, I think that um, I'm sure there's a lot of things going on in my chart with this, but uh, the perfectionist piece definitely speaks to me. Uh, and also the like learning to test things out and see what, like I ha I am definitely one of those people who have an idea about something. I'm like, let's just go try it. Let's go try it. But I can, when I do just like my, my clients, when I really want something, I can get very like, mm -hmm okay, there's all these gaps. I want to make it better. I want to make it perfect. Um, but I am willing to test things out. Like for example, um, like I love to work out and I've taught, I've taught yoga for a long time. Like I mentioned before, but I'm also like a gym rat. I love, I love going to the gym and there's a couple of, you know, influencers and stuff, but there's one woman in particular that I follow. I love, and I pretty much like by all her programs and they're all very similar. And I know that like going in, but I feel like, Oh, let's try this one out and let's go try that one out. You know? Um, but I also think that, um, cause I think is the six, three, like once you find what works, it becomes something that you can like you teach on. Um, yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause you kind of be, you're, as you're experimenting with a process, you become even more of a wise sage and you can quickly kind of see like, okay, this is, we're going to do this. So we're going to do this, you know, that type of thing. So yeah, you meld those two together. Yeah. So I, I can see how, you know, that is very true. Once I find something that like, it's like, okay, now I just want to like refine this and make it better yes. and better. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. And then you layer on your generator energy. So you're like, okay, we got this in motion. You were activating this, um, this energy towards this thing, you know? So it's a really neat way to layer that. Um, Another part of your chart that really spoke to me was your way that you manifest more. And, and it's neat because as we're like looking at the end of the year and towards the new year, you know, it's just a neat way to look at how do I manifest best? Because like you, you know, there's all these manifestation principles, but we find the ones that work for us that give us that best alignment. And so yours is, um, so in human design, everybody has, um, uh, it's called cognition and it's actually one of the senses that will help you manifest more. And so your sense is taste. Now you might be like, okay, this is kind of weird, but here, hold on with me. <laughs> um, so, um, this taste is all about, um, having a taste for the thing that you really want, you know? And again, we don't have to qualify what we really want. We just get to want it because we want it, right? So you get to taste what this is, you know? So if you're, um, and people who have this taste, 
if they're thinking about like, I'm going to think about a buffet, right? There's lots of different items you could be drawn towards. And so you can be drawn towards that very thing and kind of taste it. Like the senses of what does this feel like? What does, um, if I want a certain house or a certain vacation, what does the taste of that feel like? What, um, what would I, you know, even down to eating on that dream day or, um, smelling, you know, so you kind of have this like flavorful aura that's wrapping you around that is giving you this extra layer of how you can manifest that very thing. So almost another dimension that you can use as what would this taste like to me to have this day, but also that feeling, what does that feeling taste like of success or of that goal? Do you know what I'm saying? Um, and and that it will help you to be able to draw those things towards you um, that you want from your from where it is to your current reality. So um, it creates this flow and effectiveness. So love to hear your thoughts on that. I have never heard this before. Yeah. So this is like totally new to me. Um, yeah. I do. I, I love it. I think it reminds me a lot of like, um, like I'll walk my clients through a future self yes. meditation and where they have, like they visit their future self and their future self tells them like, they can ask questions and their future self tells them about it and like will explain what things look like and and like the feeling of things and even like what they're wearing and what they're into and like they really develop a relationship with their future self and it almost in a way reminds me of that in a sense like what does the future vision that i have for myself um like making it real um in a very like visceral way uh so I had no idea. Like I've seen that on my chart, yes. like no idea what it meant. <laughs> so I'm so excited that you spoke that it's really about how I manifest. I, I did not know that. Thank you. Yeah, I know. It's kind of, it's really neat. It's like, I love, again, human design is so layered that it can give us so many more details of what flows for us um, and what really works for us, you know, like, um, mine, my cognition is outer vision. And so, um, like visually seeing things really makes a difference. So like, um, for me doing a, a vision board, you know, is really going to okay. see and picture that. So it's all these senses of how do we just tap in a little bit more into that sense so that we can draft in that current reality that we're hoping for and wanting. So, um, so another layer of your chart is a channel and, um, and I really, this really spoke to me and this is channel 5734. And the motto of this channel is my charisma powerfully guides and affects others. So now a channel is just layers of, of gifts that you were born with. Okay. And all a channel is is a line that connects two energy centers. So they're going to connect your two energy centers that are on your chart in green to each other, kind of like a road, you know? Um, now a channel, um, now you have this ability to download intuitive information kind of automatically. You feel it. You're really present at seeing it come through to you. And, and you can kind of feel like this roadmap being played out as far as your wisdom and patterns that you can recognize, 
you also have this endless reserve of charisma that comes along with it. And so being able to share these intuitive messages, being able to um, connect with other people to make them feel comfortable and at ease really helps as well as one of your gifts. Um, you are able to um, share these passions and they're kind of this contagious moment that you have with your passions as well. Um, charismatic individuals really help motivate others. They really can connect with others and help them feel valued. And, and you're an excellent listener, not only to what they're saying, but also connecting with that intuitive gift that you have to really feel more of what um, the underlying message is as well. So with that, um, charisma and with the powerful ability to affect others. Have you seen this gift in your business or your life? Sure. Um, it's so funny when I had my initial business, it was all in person. Oh. And when I transitioned online, I was so confounded. Like I struggled with like showing up online on lives. Meanwhile, I I've taught to, I've taught meditation to rooms of three, 400 people, I've been a New York city teacher with like a pretty tough crowd for like 20 years. Um, you know, I taught yoga and I taught all over the place and I, and I did mm -hmm. the festivals where there were hundreds of people and like, but then something like happened when I went online and the thing that I would, yes. that I described, it felt like the charismatic aspect of my person, like got lost in translation. Now I've gotten through some of the blocks around that now. But I really do think like there's something about being in person for me where that I really can I can really see that true. Like I'm very ca charismatic, um, especially when like I'm in my element, when I'm in alignment with what I'm doing and like I have really powerful thoughts about it. Like yeah. it, it's just natural. Like I can't manu I can't even try to manufacture it. It just it's a very natural thing for me. Um, and when it comes to the intuition piece. Yes. I will just, I, it, it comes up so helpful in my coaching. Um, and it, and it did is when I was an educator as well, like I would never presume that I knew what my clients were mm -hmm. thinking, feeling, but I would kind of get like a, a sense. And I would be compelled to just ask like, Hey, mm -hmm. I how this might land for you. And I could be way off. And then I would just say, but this is what I'm picking up. You know, how's that land for you? And I want to say like 99% of the times my client, you know, was like, yes. That's exactly how I'm feeling or yes, that is what's coming up. Mm. Um, so I do feel that there's a lot of room for, I find that that intuitive piece is very easy yes. for in relationship to somebody else. But when it comes to me just working on my own, like for my own business, making decisions, yeah. sometimes it's a little harder for me to heal, hear my intuition for me. It's easier for me, like when I'm in relationship with someone else, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. When there's kind of this outside um, energy coming towards you that you can feel, almost you can feel this unsaid conversation, you know? Yeah. So with your um, intuition, like um, how has that felt? Like, you, I know a lot of entrepreneurs have a hard time following their intuition, you know, like being guided. Cause it's not like a, you know, a spreadsheet that's like, this is the best way, or this is what you should do. It's kind of this, like, doesn't make sense. Right. It's a very much of a whisper and very much of a, and it honestly, it doesn't tell you much, right. It's not like, well, if you do this, then this is going to happen in this, it's all going to be glamorous and awesome. You know, it's just like, do this one thing and then you'll see. Yeah. 
<laughs> me following my, I didn't follow my intuition uh-huh. in um, and I was yeah. very successful, but I yeah. think what I've learned over many years now is that there's a beautiful thing when you're coming together with someone else who has lots of, you know, mentorship to offer you uh-huh. and really open to that and seeing how they might be right. Um, but then really just checking that against uh, your body because your mind will definitely make all the leaps for you on like why you should do it that way and why you should follow this person's advice or, you know, um, mm-hmm. you know, maybe you should raise your prices or lower or whatever, like all the ways that you might be questioning some things that decisions that you have to make, but your body doesn't lie. Like your body, if you're paying attention, you know, like the neck down, you'll notice that like, yeah, that does sound really great. And that makes a lot of sense. And what this person is offering me is, you know, their lived experience and wisdom and mentorship and all of what they're saying could be true. And right now that doesn't feel like the right thing for me. Right. Versus what a lot of people do is like, they'll ignore that. They'll ignore that little Like that, I almost think of it like, um, like a needle on a record, you know, like when the record scratches, it's like that little, like, you know, um, they'll ignore it because on paper, the logic makes sense. Um, and I, I feel like if you actually track back all the times that you did that, like there was probably a lesson that you learned from ignoring your intuition and like what your body was really communicating. Yes. I love that. Yeah. Like neck down. What is this saying? And kind of take the head out of it. And really, um, entrepreneurship is so guided by that intuition, you know, it's so, so much more overthinking and overwhelm happens in our mind. And then it blocks that feeling of what do we do next? That comes with this ease that we keep talking about going back to is, you know, when we're building a business, it can be with ease, it can be with peace, and it does need to be based in that in order to really um, feel what our next steps are, what our next stages are, feel what fits for us, you know, helps us put on those blinders and really move forward. Um, Denise, your chart is so beautiful, and I, we've run out of time. There's so many other things we could jump into, but I really want to make sure our audience connects with you. Um, do you have, how can they jump into your world and get to know you? So uh, my name is Denise Veneri. I'm on Instagram. I have a podcast, um, which you mentioned at the top of the hour, Uncensored. And uh, for those of you that are in business, I know that one of the things I'm hearing from a lot of people is it feels like their, you know, their business is is maybe stalling or it feels a little bit different in 2023 than it did 2022, 2021. And they feel like their sales have dropped or things aren't getting seen. And so I created, um, it's called the Visibility Playbook. It has a hundred ways for you to get visible, both online and, you know, like online on the computer or podcasting, things like that. And then in person. Um, So there's a hundred different ways for you to get your business out and in the world and in front of the eyes of people that need your work. So I'd love to share that with your community. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. Oh my gosh. That sounds amazing. Yeah. That visibility piece is everything. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Well, uh, listeners, thank you so much for being a part of the show. I so appreciate you being on here. Make sure you follow and rate and subscribe to this podcast and you can get all the new downloads um, that are coming your way and embrace your power. We'll see you next time.